From the broadcast studio, the boardroom, or indeed the bedroom, I'm going to help you get a better broadcast, podcast, and voice over voice. Hello, I'm Peter Stewart. On Twitter, I'm Tweeter Stewart, T-W-E-T-E-R-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. We're looking at how you can change the home studio so you get a better broadcast, podcast, and voice over voice, so you can make your voice sound more resonant in the space that you've set aside for recording purposes. If you've got too much external noise coming in, if you've got too many parts of the room which are not going to be absorbing the sound properly but reflecting it back into the microphone your voice is going to sound well either thin and weedy in the uh, the latter example or you're just going to be battling against all sorts of external noises coming in it could be the clanging and banging of someone else's hot water pipe or it could be the loud motorcycle or the police car which is going past outside or maybe kids playing on the next door neighbor's lawn in the summertime treating your studio at the very least you can do these three things which are really kind of quite quite cheap and easy to do you can have a sound wave absorber on your table now as i mentioned a couple of days ago these things don't have to be really expensive because what i'm talking about is well as you'll be sitting in front of your mic and the recording device your voice is likely to bounce off the hard surface of your table and back into the mic changing its effect what i'm simply doing is suggesting you get a towel yeah to help deaden the acoustic sound and put that down and put your laptop and put your microphone on top of that that will help to a large extent if you want to go a bit more pro rather than a towel you could have what i've got here and i've got one of those really large um gaming mouse pads which is about it's about a meter long yeah which which i, I i've got down here which is really, really good for helping to deaden the sounds. That's one thing that you can do, which should be quite quick and cheap and easy. Another thing you can do is isolate the back of the microphone. Really? Yeah? You'll be facing and speaking into the microphone, but much of your sound will go past it, perhaps to a wall or a window right the other side, and then bounce back towards the mic in quick order. Now, a portable sound booth or an isolation shield may help to a certain extent. Uh, you, you can find these online. They can be quite cheap. They can be quite expensive. Um, and, and, and sometimes they can be quite small. But I know some people do use those. But you may be able to create a homemade version using perhaps a clothes error or a heavy-duty towel or duvet. Or, and this is what I've seen other people use in the past, you can make a, you get a cardboard box and just put a cardboard box behind yeah because cardboard corrugated cardboard especially has has kind of got those the little ripples inside which will help bounce off the sound help absorb the sound to a certain extent even better if perhaps you can put uh, maybe some of those a couple or three of those acoustic foam panels that you can buy they're reasonably cheap but i don't want you to go to a huge ex- uh, expense unnecessarily I know some people use eggshell boxes or egg boxes. Mm. Be a bit careful about that. Probably not too much of a problem if you just have three or four of those 
glued to the inside of a cardboard box that you've opened up yeah so it's uh so you've got three sides of that with the microphone at the front and you're kind of talking into the box with those eggshell boxes or egg boxes just inside i know in the past some people have put up egg boxes all around the room Mm. they potentially there could be a fire hazard and i wouldn't want you to to have dozens and dozens of these around your room because essentially that is just cardboard very flammable cardboard just sitting there now having said that you may think well hold on I've got all sorts of other flammable things inside my my home or my studio area I've got a big box of paper I've got a file of uh, of all sorts of old bills and sorts of stuff and I've got a bookcase full of books all of which are flammable too I get that, but I wouldn't want to be responsible for misleading you as regards the use of egg boxes. So you could do something like that. Also, I've seen people use, and this is really intriguing, you know those cat beds that you can get? They're really deep, they're full, they're plush, they're fluffy. Some people prop those up behind their microphone as well. So as I say, just think a little bit laterally. So, go have a sound wave absorber on your table. You can isolate the back of the microphone. And I mentioned this the other day. Isolate the wall behind your back. Yeah. Don't forget this area because sound that goes past the mic, hits a wall and then returns, may very well then hit the wall behind you and come back for a third try at the mic head so not having that space covered again may create an echoey effect in the room so treat it too as i said the other day i've got a a portable clothes rail on wheels over which i can drape a heavy duty duvet or towel or sheet or something like that and i pull it behind me just before i record so there's some really quick easy cheap ways to treat your studio if you want to get a better sound and by get a better getting a better sound as i've mentioned several times over the last few days when you hear yourself in your headphones you're going to be sounding much more confident because you will sound better yeah okay talking about headphones incidentally in a couple of weeks time and how important they are tomorrow what is the clap test to help you get a better voice We'll talk about that tomorrow as Get A Better Broadcast podcast and Voice Over Voice continues. From London, I'm Peter Stewart.